welcome to today's episode of Bright New Star. We have with us today Ruth, Marie, and Charity, and we are talking about the principle learning to trust God. And with learning to trust God, we thought about the scripture Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Which really is learning to trust God, right? Right. And I was thinking, my daughter is going skydiving this weekend. Oh, wow. Right? And I, last night in my prayers, all of a sudden I felt all of this anxiety and worry for her. And I literally was like, Father, I need to put this on the altar. Can you just take it? Can you take it all? If it's just my own concern and not her safety, there was a little bit of a tug of war because I wasn't completely ready to let it go as a mom. But I realized that as I climbed into bed, I felt this release of angst. <laughs> and it was okay, I'm still in my 40s learning to trust God. And what an incredible thing. And so that is a huge piece is that it's a process. We don't have to have it all right away. Well, and that word learning tells us that. Learning isn't something that is one and done type of a thing. We have experience after experience after experience that helps us to learn and grow and have more confidence each time. And it can be our whole lifetime, right? Right. It is going to be our whole lifetime. There's always going to be a new level of trusting God, whether it's trusting in his love, in his timing, in his protection, whatever it is, there's always another level that we'll be going to to learn. I love that. It was once shared with me that you learn seven levels. And I don't know if that's correct or not, but what helped me to look at it was, okay, right now I'm at a very elementary level. Mm-hmm. And in one subject, I might even be at a toddler level. Right. At another subject, I might actually have learned a little bit. But that learning to trust God, I love how you brought in the levels because then when we go through hard experiences and we're like, wait, I thought I learned this it's like <laughs> oh but there's a new level what do I need to learn here yes yes and I think we say that to ourselves all the time oh didn't I already learn this how many times do we have to help our kids relearn how to do something reestablish a habit so learning to trust God we need to give ourselves a lot of patience because it isn't just one time and now I trust God for everything right <laughs> I remember my very first experience learning to trust God. And I was seven years old. My little brother came home from the hospital. He had been there for four months and had many surgeries and had been born prematurely. And when he got home, he was blind. He was crippled and he couldn't talk. He never did learn to talk. He could goo, but he could hear. And he could hear us talking to him. I remember going in and seeing him laying in the bassinet and he was just so frail and so weak. And that summer we had so many earwigs. It was just like an earwig infestation. They were everywhere. And my little friend at school had told me that earwigs can crawl into baby's ears and go down the ear canal and pinch their eardrum and make them deaf. And I thought... My brother, that's all he has is that he can hear. And so if he was deaf, that would be so horrible. And I can't watch him all the time because I have to go to school. And my mom can't watch him all the time because she has so many other kids. And I was so worried about him. And the thing I finally decided was that I need to pray. But this needs to be like a really big prayer. 
So my uncle had this grove of trees out behind his house. He lived pretty close to us. So I remember walking over there and kneeling down in that grove of trees. And I begged Heavenly Father to protect my little brother. And it was my first mighty prayer. And I remember that this peace came over me and I knew that he was in God's hands and he was gonna be okay. And I remember walking home just with this light step and such joy. And I knew that God cared about me and heard my prayers. That is amazing. What a special story. Talk about learning to trust. And not only learning to trust, but doing it out of love. Love for a brother. That is so beautiful. As you were talking, I was thinking about, I went through surgery a few years ago, and it was a surgery I didn't want, hadn't expected. And I had many friends who were like, I don't know if you want to work with, you know, it was a good doctor, but I don't know if you want to do this. There are so many other options. And I remember sitting in a very holy room. The words came to my mind because I was kind of process journaling. It was, do you trust me? And I was like, okay, everything else about this process journal is done. <laughs> I trust you, Father. <laughs> it gave the courage to go through the surgery that was supposed to just be a week recovery and ended up being like a six-week recovery and very, very difficult. And I still don't even know why. I don't fully understand why I needed the surgery. And I think that's part of the process of learning to trust God. We don't always fully understand why we need something, but He does. And at the time they thought, oh my goodness, she has cancer. And then when they removed some of my organs, they're like, oh, there's not. But God knew that there was a reason that my organs needed to be removed. And it might not be until I'm good and dead that I find out. I've decided that's okay. He'll take care of the pieces. Yeah. It makes a big difference when we let go of having to know all the whys. Just trusting him. Because I think there's a lot of cases where he could tell us why, but we wouldn't understand it. I think of an example of if you brought someone from the 1700s into today's world and turned on the lights and the computers and things, they would just be overwhelmed with everything that they see. But we would just say, just trust me, when you flip the switch, the light will come. <laughs> well, why? I can't explain that to you at this point because you just don't have enough knowledge to understand circuits and all the things. I don't understand all of it, but I trust when I flip the light switch, it's going to turn on my brother. He can explain it masterfully because because he is an electrical engineer. He can make a light switch if he <laughs> wants to. He makes all sorts of amazing things. But the light switch works just as well for me as it does for him. My lack of understanding or someone from the 1700s lack of understanding doesn't change the light's ability to function. Ooh, that's true. As we learn to trust God, our amount of knowledge doesn't change how much he can help us. We just need to flip the switch and trust, trust in him. And the light will shine whether we know exactly how that works or not. I love that you brought up the 1700s because Benjamin Franklin at age 81 was at the Constitutional Convention. Everything felt like it was falling apart because people's opinions were coming in so strongly that they weren't willing to yield or budge. And he said something so wise because he reminded them 
that during the war for independence, they had prayed regularly to God in that very hall that they were in. He said, our prayers, sir, were heard and they were graciously answered. Have we forgotten that powerful friend or do we imagine that we no longer need his assistance? I have lived, sir, a long time and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. And I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. And I love how Benjamin Franklin put his trust in God and reminded others to do so as well. And I think we need that reminder because sometimes it's hard and in the hard, we can forget. Absolutely. We tend to forget how many times we have to remind our children of different things. We need to be reminded as well that God is in charge. He will help us to trust his timing, trust his love. And we just need ways to constantly remind us of those things. And I think something that helps us to trust God is when we write down when he's blessed us. And which goes back to the journaling. Yes. Right? And sharing those memories of what we need to read in the heart. That's a great point. Well, and as we look for miracles every day, we will see miracles. And then when we write them down and we go back and review them, we're like, oh, how could I not trust? How could I not trust in this God that blesses me so much every day? Right. Those everyday things really make a difference. We trust the sun will come up every day because we've seen it so often. Well, we've also seen so many ways God has helped us in our lives. Just like the sun coming up. How many of you thought about it this morning? Hey, the sun came up. Hooray. It just happens. And so we have to do something different to help us really latch on. Hey, the sun came up. Oh, God blessed me this way. And just really hold on to those things. And I think that's a great way to start your morning is to just consider the goodness and greatness of God every morning. I looked up once the word consider and it means to sit with. Hmm. I love that idea of every morning, just sit with the goodness and greatness of God. Think of all he's done for you, all he's promised that he will do for you. It's not about thanking him. You know, It's not getting up and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's just sitting with the knowledge of how awesome God is every morning. And that increases our trust in him. That's a great point. And that also means that we need to have, at least some of us, quiet time, right? Yes. And sometimes that can't happen and that's okay. But for me, when I'm pondering on him, it is because I've had a silent moment. And that's when the connections come. It prepares, like I remember one time I was driving in college, I-80 in the middle of winter, Wyoming, and had never done that before as a Southern girl. And I remember the Jeep that we were in spinning and I was the driver because it was my car. I had to let go and that was all I knew. How much do we want to hold on so tight? But I had to let go of the wheel so that I didn't flip it while it was spinning. And I remember saying, God, please help. That was all that could come out because in those moments of great need, it doesn't take very many words. No. necessarily, right? It can when we have that, but having those still moments of what you said, contemplating on God and his goodness and his greatness allows the really hard for us to make it through. Yeah. So we're given people, friends, 
to help us. We're given times to contemplate, consider. That was what you said. Mm -hmm. Times to consider. How else do we learn to trust God? I think by keeping his commandments. If we do what he asks us to do, then we just have, we have his promise. We have his assurance that he will be there for us, that he will bless us. And so if we are striving to always do what he has asked us to do, to love our neighbor, to love him, to don't do any harm, right? Then our confidence will wax strong. Because every principle, there's a blessing. And when we're following those commandments, a blessing is given. And we can trust that. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. And we have to wait. Part of learning to trust God is learning to wait. Yeah. Because we're not very patient. We want things to happen right now. I think one of the beautiful things I've learned is that as I look back on my life and see the miracles, they came. I've heard one church leader say, some blessings come soon, some come late, and some don't come till heaven, but to those who keep the commandments of God, they come. And so we have to just trust in that timing as well. And know from past experience and experiences in other people's lives, they come. I'm gonna hold on to that. I can trust in the promises of God. I think one of the hardest areas to trust in God's process is with our own children. (laughs) When they are heading down the path, we don't want them to go. And we literally have to turn them over to the Lord and trust that he has their back and that he will help them in his time and in his way. Yeah. Oh, agreed. I remember a friend saying, at the point where all I can do is get on my knees and say, Father, he's yours. (laughs) (laughs) He is your child and you know better than I do. I needed that because how often do we get that opportunity? It's so hard. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to know the difference between things that are in our circle of influence and outside of that. Mm. Am I supposed to be influencing this? Am I supposed to be doing something? What am I supposed to be doing? And instead to step back and say, I trust that you will tell me what I'm supposed to do and that you will take care of this person. Because we're doers often in this world. Like, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I want to see progress. And we have to just wait and step back and say, okay, I trust you. I trust your plan. I trust your timing. And I trust that you will tell me if there's something I'm supposed to be doing. Isn't that true? I was thinking this morning, we have had, for whatever reason, there's something that I'm allergic to in our bedroom or bathroom. I was pondering it again this morning. And I remember saying, God, what is this? And the thought just gently ran through my mind. You haven't taken the time to sit down and really ponder it and do a blank page mentoring on it, which is essentially sitting down, putting at the top of a page, what subject I'm thinking on. So what am I allergic to in my room? And then opening a conversation with God and letting the thoughts flow. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, I have dealt with this for over six weeks. I was so grateful that I now can do the next step so that I don't have to wake up with a cough and a congestion that leaves as soon as I, you know, within half an hour of leaving my room every day, right? Mm -hmm. But as we learn to trust God, we have to go through a process. Well, and most of the time he only gives us just the next step. Right. And sometimes it feels totally out of whack with the direction that we're wanting to go. But if we listen, he will give us the next step. So true. (laughs) So true. And I love that you brought up obedience as well. Because when I think on obedience, I think that's my way to show God that I love him. Mm. I was pondering, as you ladies have been speaking, so if obedience to me is showing that I love God, how does that apply to learning to trust him? And I realized if I love someone, 
someone, over time, I learn to trust them as well, right? And I'm the one showing forth the obedience. He's already trustworthy. But it still works that it builds. This trust builds as I show forth obedience. And it's really sweet because it's all, he already knows everything, but he's letting us go through a learning process. Yeah. There's the story about the little boy who some workers had asked him if he would go down into this pit and get something because he was small enough. They saw him out working in the field and said, will you go do this? And he said, I'll be right back. And he ran home and he comes back with this little old farmer guy that was his dad. He goes, if my dad holds the rope, then I'll go down. Oh, sweet. So we really do trust that when God is holding the rope, we really can go down into any pit and come out just fine. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. We can descend because he'll pull us up. I love that. So in closing, how are you learning to trust God? Who is helping you in your life to reach out? And who do you need to reach out to to help learn a little more about trusting God today, this week, this month, and always?